Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My guest today here on Red Men TV is Liverpool legend Robbie Fowler, current manager of the Brisbane Raw. He has a book out, Robbie Fowler, My Life in Football, which is available. And he's talking to me a little bit about some of the Highs and lows, the ins and outs of going from being a, a young kid in Toxteth to being a megastar at Liverpool Football Club. Moving things on, obviously you end up, you know, despite the fact that you're a boy of Evertonian, which we've forgiven you for, Rob, I think it's only fair. Um, you know, thank you, God for that. You go on, obviously you sign, you sign for the Reds and you come up you come up through the ranks. Um, but, but, but just be, but before you carry on yeah. there, I mean, what I will say, I mean, from, oh, look, I, I was an Everton fan. Uh, and you know, from in my defence, like I was, I was brought up on, with my mum's side of the family. As much as I played uh, and, and uh, practiced with my dad, my dad was a, an Everton fan. Yeah. Uh, or my mum's side of the family were all Everton fans, and my dad's side of the family were all Liverpool fans. Except my dad, he was obviously the black sheep. So I, that's why I grew up. But I was never, I was never like a bitter. I was never yeah. a bitter blue. Whereas I, you know, I couldn't stand Liverpool. In fact, you know, I, I did love Russia because I thought Russia was incredible. Yeah. Um, and I was quite lucky growing up in the eighties, where you know Liverpool and Everton who were both incredible teams then. Yeah. Uh, but look, I still, I still appreciated good football. And as much as I was an Everton fan, you know, I didn't, I didn't dislike Liverpool. In fact, I, I actually quite liked them as well. I, why was your dad an Evertonian? I, th- I just think he just wanted to be different. You know what? I find this story, that, and I'm not saying this is true of every every Everton fan because it's not at all. But I know loads of Evertonians who were Evertonians because, like, the brother supported Liverpool, or you know, they, they, they did it as like an like you say to be different or an act of rebellion or something. I think that's why there's a very different mentality. I think between you know proper diehard Evertonians and diehard Liverpoolians, and I think it, there's, there's definitely something in that. I reckon. No, but I, I, I mean, I'm just what I'm saying there before about I think the black sheep. Whenever someone supports one team, then you know, well, I'm, I think it's that brother brother sister relationship in a way. So if you're if you're an Everton fan, I'm going to be a Liverpool fan because I just want to wind you up even more. <laughs> so I think that's probably what it is with a lot of Liverpool families. Yeah. And obviously, my dad, my dad was an Everton fan, but lucky. I mean, what I will say, my dad obviously massively supported me, and as soon as I, as soon as I was playing for Liverpool. I mean, he, he was at every game, and he was—he he became a huge, huge Liverpool fan. And I know people sort of people who don't really understand find it. Oh, well, how can you go from one team to another? Well, 
I thought it was quite easy to be fair. Yeah, well, there's no there's no reason for most people to change allegiances. Why would you? You know what I mean? You've got nothing. There's no True. there's no there's no impetus there to, to do it. So I think it's yeah, it's it, it's understandable. But I I get it. You know, if you if you're there's probably lads who grew up or who might have grown up around yeah similar age group who you know never you know there was no reason for them to ever to change football teams but they but there you go and I you know I don't want to delve into the you know, obviously I think Jamie Carragher has a similar story doesn't he and you know I think the way uh, which yeah. he Evertonians the relationship with Evertonians probably probably burnt any bridges there as the as the years went on but I want to talk the the, th- the thing I find really interesting obviously um you know because as I say you know I, I was a I was a big fan Growing up, still am, still am Robbie without having to without having to inflate your head anymore on this. But um, you know, you were you know, but you were you were the idol to a generation of young of young Liverpool fans and young young scousers coming through, and you achieved sort of that mega stardom almost. Uh, you know, that you I think that you could in that era because you you very much existed in the crossover era. I think between the eighties and the old school football culture and yeah. this modern Premier League era and the change of you know sports science and, and and culture and diet and all that kind of thing. What was that like though? Because obviously the Premier League becomes a global, a, a, you know, makes takes football global. And I, I think you were, you know, there was a number of incidents that you had kind of end up involved in because you become the City of Liverpool's first big, big star in that new era, really. What was it like? Because obviously you, you, you know, you're talking about your confidence, you're growing up, you, you, you've got the confidence in your football ability, you're doing it on the pitch. But what's it like to live yeah. in Liverpool around that time? Well, well, I mean, for me, it was it, it, it was hard because, you know, obviously I grew up, you know, wanting to play football, playing this game that I love, and then all of a sudden, you, you, you know, you make your debut, and all of a sudden you become this role model. Now, I didn't play, I know, I mean, later on, I understand the reasons why you are this role model, but mm-hmm. I never ever saw myself as a role model because I, I never sort of, I never really understood anything other than football. Yeah. You know, I didn't understand the implications of what you can do sort of off the pitch to sort of alter anything, anything's perceptions of, of you as a person. But I, I played football because I loved the game. You know, I played it just, just for that reason. I didn't play to make other people happy. Yeah. Um, I played it just for me because I loved the game. But obviously when you're playing the game uh, and then all of a sudden you're scoring goals and the next minute you're on, you don't, I know you're on people's you know lips all the time, and you're in the back of you know, papers and uh, you know the front page of papers, and all of a sudden you're on the news all the time. I mean, I found it really quite hard yeah. because, uh, I mean, I said before I was um, I was a confident lad in terms of football, but away, I mean, I probably met you a few times now, and yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm supposed I'm a little bit shy, yeah. and that sounds a little bit stupid because I'm so confident on the pitch, mm-hmm. but. I never sort of, um, I never really open up to people until, until I know them. You know, I, mean? I, yeah. I never really let my guard down because I'm always a little bit wary of, of I, know, I should say, a bit wary of people. Yeah. But um, I think that's just what it was. I mean, I, I, I was quite shy, and all of a sudden you become this, this famous footballer, uh, and, and I really found it difficult. You've got. I mean, I'd walk through, I'd walk through town. And I couldn't understand why people were looking at me. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I, I didn't know why. You know, and all of a sudden, you, 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 I was walking around like you know, this big spotlight on me, and I, I, I did. I really found it difficult. I think it's interesting because it's it's far more accepted now. You know, I think you know we we live in a culture where 
you know, people are more people are famous for more random reasons, and I guess there's there's an expectation. You know, there's a there's a trail that's been set, I guess, because you know players like yourself, and it's been it's been happening for generations. But you know, you look at I look at Steven Gerrard as an example, and I remember uh, hearing a story about a guy who's a Liverpool fan. He came over from the from the states, and um, he, he he was in a massive Liverpool fan, but he was in a bar, and Gerrard was there, and he went over just to say hello, you know, I'm a big fan or whatever, and there's the people he's with just step in front and put a guard up between him and them because yeah. by the time it comes to Gerard's era, he's got, you know, you've been through it, things have moved on, Premier League football has become yeah. a lot more sheltered, whereas I don't know how true these stories were. There were stories about, like, you'd have... You'd be out in town, maybe on, a, you know, maybe out on a night out or whatever, and you'd have run-ins with people. Um, you know, again, that's, you know... I guess you, you, you. There wasn't really the education for footballers like yourselves around that time of like how to well, no, change no, your lifestyle. No, I think, I think, you, I think you're spot on there in terms of when I was coming through. Look, you, you were sort of, and this is not me being derogatory towards any of the staff because I, I mean I, I love all the staff at Liverpool, full mm-hmm. stop. But you, you were never really taught what to do other than play football. You know, mm-hmm. you were never really taught how to speak to the press. You were never told you know what to say and what to do. So you sort of left to your own own devices or to try and try and be that big person yourself and you know and, and it was basically learning on a job you know and yeah. obviously even when I was younger you obviously said stupid things in interviews <laughs> people pick up on it but it's not you're actually you're actually a little bit too trustworthy yeah. you know if, if I'm being honest you know you, you think everyone's going to be your mate but you know everyone's always wanting a little bit of you in, in some way I mean what you just said there about Steve and I mean I, I can relate to that because as much as you're saying it, it Steve might have done that because he's witnessed other people do. I mean, I've been in the same boat, whereas, I mean, I'm, I think I'm a, a not a bad lad, you know, and yeah. you'll, you'll get you'll get a thousand people who will say, you know, he, he's he's okay, but then you'll, you'll get one person who will go, well, no, I think he's a bit of a knobber. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that, that one person who thinks you're a knobber will tell everyone, and that sort of stick, and it'll, yeah. it'll grow, and it'll, it'll multiply by, by God knows how many. So, you know, I don't think you can ever really win. Yeah. With with, uh, with football and obviously you are trying to do a job. Um, you know, now we go back to this. You know, you become this role model. But you know, it's just the way the way football is and the way football develops. All those people want you know a little bit of you. Um, and look, you know, as much as you know, I'm, I'm the same as everyone else. I actually feel or I've always felt incredibly normal. But yeah. because I was in the the spotlight trying to play football and you know all people want to you, you sort of you sort of I don't know it, it's it's different for, for me sort of as an individual because you know I found it hard to do stuff you know you couldn't walk you know through town you couldn't do this you couldn't do that and you, you've got to remember I was you know I was a kid yeah no, you, was you, it was an overnight. It was like, well, not overnight, but more or less. You know, you you became a celebrity, and that's the stuff that you know. There've been football and celebrities before, and footballers are always celebrities in the hometown. My dad always talks about seeing Peter Thompson in the street and stuff like that, and you know. And but again, the the, the, the culture's moved on. People, I think people were just I say less asked, but you know, you're right. People demanded demanded more. All all of a sudden, you know, and your you, your life becomes because of the press and there's a, the greater interest in football and it becoming this global sport. People, yeah. there's, there's people out there who actually want you to they want you to be a knobhead because you, you're this young kid and you know there's a stigma against scouts yeah. as well. You're earning all this money and, and you know they actually want you to do something stupid because it fits. They it makes them feel better. 
almost. Well, it's it, it, you know, it's not you are, uh, I told you so. Yeah, you know, all them stories <laughs> are you know absolutely true. Uh, that's that's the way it is. And, and what you just said, like the, this overnight thing, was was probably spot on. I think if you sort of think about football now, or footballers now, they're not they don't become overnight stars because they've got social media and yeah. they become these great players before they've played games. You know, they become unbelievable players because you know the you know the the, the posting all these good goals from youth teams from yeah. you know reserve teams or whatever. Uh, and look, this is not me having a go at anyone. By the mm-hmm. way, this is not any directed at any, any individual players. But that, that's it's it's players in general. You well, know, Robbie Suzo had more Twitter that. followers than Everton Football Club at one point, and he'd not kicked the ball for Liverpool. You know, that's the kind of stuff you, you, you <laughs> these everyone knows everything about these lads inside and out. I mean, you look well, at well, um, it is, and, I, and that's that's nice. That's what I'm trying to say in terms yeah. of when when I was coming through. Look, I, I played B team, A team reserves. And no one, no one had a clue about me because unless you went up and seen them, all right, you'd get little, little snippets and little reports in programs, uh, on on match day programs. But other than that, no, no one had a clue. You yeah. know, unless you went and watched the reserves or you know you went and watched the A team. Yeah, and what, what what's it when you see someone now like obviously Trent Alexander Arnold, the next one almost. Um, have you had you know obviously you've, you've you've moved away now, but you'll have you'll have had contact with him through the academy and what have you. This is coming up. Mm-hmm. Have you had have you had yeah. has there been an opportunity for you to have a word with him and say? I mean, because obviously again, there's so much more in place for players these days, um, as we've said. But you know, any call for you to say say something, or does he not does he not need it? Um, no, you, you know what? Look, and I get that, and you know, I'm I'm one of them. Look, you know, in case of you know, I don't want people to think. I, again, I don't want people to think I'm an absolute dickhead or whatever. You know, I think with obviously Trent or you know any players coming through, you know, I wouldn't really go up to them and say anything just because I don't want them to think, oh, he's you've had your career or you're you're, you're a busy bastard or whatever. You know what I mean? And I uh, I just sort of left them. And it, it looks if you come up to me and they ask them advice, of course I give it. But it, it's 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 a little bit weird sort of when you you know when you're obviously been bit, bit a player. Yeah. Because you know you're you're just aware of, of of not wanting to come across as a little bit of a a busy person, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally I totally get that. You know, you you suppose you're there you're there to be called upon if you need it, but you don't yeah. want to feel like you're giving. I suppose you you've probably been you probably have plenty of people well, yeah, offer you yeah, advice yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, of course. And, and Paul, just just to go back to that, what I was saying there as well about about Liverpool as a club. You know, even like after they finished playing, and you know. Um, I, this sounds ridiculous, but I didn't really like going to the games yeah. because I, I didn't want people to think, "Well, what are you doing? Here? You've already had your chance," you know. So yeah. I, I just felt a little bit. You know, I don't know whether I should be doing this. Yeah. Obviously, I'm 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 okay now, but that's sort of the way uh, the way I felt. Or I remember I remember obviously having a chat with Roy Evans and saying, "I even now," he said, "You make sure you just you get to the games whenever you want. You know, yeah. you're you're a." You've been an absolute star for this club, and it was just, I think it was just like hearing it from him. Yeah, and made me sort of enjoy going to the game again. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't even begin to imagine. But I think you're right. You know, you don't want to be. I guess, and this is just me, me just my thought is that, you know, maybe the cameras pan to Robbie Fowler, and it's about Robbie Fowler being there or whatever. Whereas, you know, because you, you know, you have it. It shouldn't be underestimated how important you, no. you were and what a star you were to to the club. Well, I, I think yeah, you, you don't think you, I don't didn't want ever people to think oh you 
you're only going here just so you can milk it a little bit because yeah. that's just not me I am not that person yeah the full podcast is available on the redmentv.com you can sign up today and get the first month for completely free everything we do is available in podcast form and you can get it in your native podcast player as well so you can listen to it on the go some phenomenal stuff there I hope you will check it out I hope you will enjoy it and uh, yeah the full Robbie Fowler interview will be there as well as our interviews with the likes of Jürgen Klopp etc thank you very much cheers small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum.